Take off your shoes, turn around, and smack your butt. It's the PSVR podcast back at you with a 12th episode. I better see red cheeks this evening. On the 12th episode of the PSVR cast, we talk about the other games in virtual reality. Oh boy, this is off to a rough start. I like it. I'm really appreciative. We are we're coming nearer and nearer to the close of 2016. And you know what? Even though there haven't been, you know, there have been two months and some change of virtual reality for PSVR, we're going to do a Game of the Year thing. Not, not this week, though, you mister. We'll try to have that uh, in time for Christmas. Um because we also do a um, larger scale game of the year for the Games Gone Ride podcast. Um, we fight and claw and scratch about getting those ten games on the list. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but this week, I'm coming at you with all sorts of news and Kraft macaroni and cheese in your face. Uh, what do I mean by that? I'm not even sure. But let's take it from the top. I'm... Brian Garthoff, you're Mike Burdett. Mike Burdett. Is it rude to introduce myself first? No. I always do it in a different order. Uh, you should always do whatever comes naturally. Okay. I'll tell you what comes naturally. Virtual reality. It's in nature. Well, uh, reality for sure is na- natural. Sloths. They just for VR. They eat we... the eucalyptus. It gets them hallucinating. That's a koala, I believe. I'm saying it's sloth, but you're right. Okay. <laughs> Sloths regularly uh, try to grab their own arms as tree limbs and fall to their deaths. You know what would be great in VR? They got that Planet Earth 2 that's been coming out, and yeah. I really want to watch it, but I don't have cable. And boy, if you could watch like a Planet Earth series in VR, that would be boss. Yeah, or like House of Cards in VR. Then not so much. Yeah, that's just me, but okay, I'm in. I mean, I still would. You put house cards in VR, I'll watch it. Is that a PS Vita you've got? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to take it from the top. It has been a good week for PlayStation VR, and uh, virtual realities everywhere are rejoicing uh, by throwing up their annual tinsel. Virtual tinsel is so much more gratifying than normal tinsel. Absolutely. Because I don't have to clean that up. Mm-hmm. My dog's not going to poop it out later in full tinsel form. Uh, but this week we got the uh, highly coveted Star Wars Rogue One uh, X-Wing Ooh. mission, which we will be talking about. We both had a chance to uh, yeah, put that through the paces. Also, um, I got some updates from some stuff we talked about last week. Okay. And a game that people are enjoying very much, so let's crack right into all this business. I'm going to start first with a little update from last week. Um, last week, it was worth mentioning a lot of people on PSVR subreddit uh, warning everyone not to buy Surgeon Simulator ER, which was a announced and then bang, right on sale uh, game from PlayStation Experience. Okay. So, the actual developer, which I believe, I don't know, I've never heard it pronounced, but I think it's Bossa Studios or Bosa, not like, like Joey Bosa, but with an extra S. Um, like Bossa Nova. Yes. Uh, they uh, made a comment and actually it appears got straight to the PSVR subreddit 
to say uh, they screwed up <laughs> because because the game was not working the way it was on yeah. uh, Oculus Touch and Vive even. Oh, okay. So it was, was it most? So it was mostly just like a PSVR issue. No, it was their issue for training, changing the way they did their tracking. Uh, for some reason, so they went ahead and owned up to their mistake, basically, and uh, also provided another update about three days ago, uh, according to Poppy from Bossa Orbosa Studios. Um, he gave a quick update saying that the one-to-one tracking is now a thing, and they've altered the ghost hand um that you know you work with the uh, tracking for that that it was appearing too often i don't think it's the tracking for it but it was like um i'm not sure i i haven't played the game but there was some there was issues with the ghost hand okay uh and other bugs have been fixed uh so the patch is on its way but it's still in qa so i'm good to see them get ahead of all the news um and people complaining where they said you know hey we absolutely made a mistake and we apologize, and please stick around because, you know, the game hasn't been, like, lampooned on the other platforms it's available on, so... Yeah, and it's, you know, in this day and age, it's actually really refreshing to see someone say, like, hey, sorry about that, we messed up, here you go, we'll try and fix this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plus, it's a game that, like, it makes sense for VR. It, mm-hmm. it, it should be something that... You know, you could look forward to playing, and you know it's twenty dollars, but it is it's Surgeon Simulator. A lot of people have played it at this point in time and know what it is going into it. So it seems like a game that's a good fit for VR, um, and I would like to play it. Although, you know, I would definitely want to try it first before I even consider getting my hands on. I'm kind of in a weird space now where it's like nothing is coming out before Resident Evil Seven that I must play. Yeah. So I want to. That PlayStation's got these like four weeks of deals right now. Sports Bar is on sale, and I almost went there, but I decided that like I could see myself playing that once and never again. And to be absolutely frank, the fact of the matter is there are so many great non-VR games right now that are like flooding. Oh yeah, like, I just I bought three games today because there was a freaking sale and so i am inundated with games that are outside of vr i'm in the same thing and then i also got the battlefront mission this week so it was like best of both worlds i got a free vr game um and i love battlefront i've been playing it Uh, actually speaking of our game of the year it was one game i got for christmas after we recorded our game of the year for 2015 and it didn't make it on there, and then I put like 140 hours into it. Yeah. So. And that's the thing. I, I you know, I'm the same way. Not owning a VR, but I was actually talking today with a friend about in the future possibly buying one. It's like it's so tough to compete with the high quality games are going to churn out. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time playing Battlefield. I spent so much time playing games like Shadow of Mordor and Call of Duty. And then even you know, throw throwback games like I just, we were talking, chatting about, I bought Marvel vs. Capcom, mm-hmm. which although is an old game, it j- did just release on PS4, but something that kind of has an infinite replayability factor. Um, Plus, uh, VR is in its absolute infancy, and I think sure. when you you look at uh, when the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One came out, because you know it's a new platform altogether. Basically, it's just a peripheral for PlayStation, but it, the way the games are made is is completely unique to VR. Absolutely. Um, so when you look at where they were a few months after release, there weren't that many compelling titles, and that, and there was a waiting game really until. 
until last year, there was not like a ton of games that I needed to play on PS4. I was always like yep. trying new stuff, trying to get involved into, into this and that, and occasionally it was it was hit or miss. And the, that's what it's been for me so far with PlayStation VR. But the stuff that I like, I really like. I agree. And, um, and the experiences that I've really liked have been high highs, and experiences that I haven't cared for so much have been lower lows. But that's no different than the way I treat normal games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that's the thing, and you know there are misses with VR, but there are misses with normal gaming. I can count, I have lost count on both hands and all my toes, and the number of times I bought a game at launch that has disappointed me. Yeah. Uh, so to you know for VR, actually, I think the percentage wise of what I've experienced, it's been pretty good, at least on par, if not better. So it's 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 one of those things where you know it's it's kind of weird to disseminate because the Number of titles is lower altogether, mm. but percentage-wise, it's it's about the same. It's mostly positive. Yeah, and and even when it's a game I necessarily wouldn't typically buy or play, uh, and I get the chance to try them, I can usually see what they were going for. Sure, and there aren't many games that we've just outright just said that, like thought were a are, bad game. Yeah, because even the bad experience, even the like nog thing that we were looking at, it's like it's like well, that's unlike anything else I've ever seen. So yeah. I mean, it's it's Someone's a gonna unique, be into it. an original idea, and it's like this just weird VR puzzle game, but it's it's not for us. So, um, yeah, but that is uh, that is the news with Surgeon Simulator ER. Uh, good to hear. Really good on them. Refreshing. Right. I will absolutely, and I'm one of these people that is very lenient with that kind of thing. I understand how difficult. Well, I don't fully understand. That's the point. Mm-hmm. How difficult it is to make a game. All the ins and outs and now putting it across all these VR platforms with the Vive and the Oculus and the PSVR and this and that, um, it's got to be difficult. So there's going to be things, there's going to be hiccups along the road, and if you're willing to say, hey, sorry about that, and we're going to try our best, I'm forgiving that front. With with any game, you know, as long as you're not uh, trying to put the blame on someone else or anything. Right, and... Uh Good news and great transition to our next uh, bit of news. Um, those those relationships and knowledge cross platforms have not really been developed because all this stuff is so new. I mean, the Oculus and the Vive both launched this year, also just much earlier in the year, sure, uh, than the PlayStation. And now, virtual reality's biggest names have all um, come together to form the Global Virtual Reality Association. It is Sony. It is uh, Vive, or you know, I guess, I guess Valve, the greater company, Oculus, or Facebook, Samsung, Google VR, and some other stuff. Star VR, uh, Acer, Starbreeze, mm-hmm. some smaller headset manufacturers. I'm sure. sure eventually Microsoft will get in on the loop, um, depending what they do. You know, their whole Hololens was AR augmented reality yeah. and now their new console that's upcoming uh seems to be much more focused on vr so it's they could easily have oculus survive support planned in sure. the future so uh we'll wait and see if they join up but it, basically what we're looking at here is the uh gvra as we're you know getting more letters because that's Let's always get easy. as many letters as possible in there um, <laughs> the the goal of the Global Virtual Reality Association, this is a quote, is to promote responsibly 
It's a bad quote because I just screwed it up. Is to promote responsible development and adoption of VR globally. Uh, the members will develop and share best practices, conduct research, and bring the international VR community together as the technology progresses and will serve as a resource for consumers, policymakers, and industry interested in VR. So this is the quality of life thing. This is um, what the people behind Surgeon Simulator kind of could have used. Yeah. Um, even though they have developed this, for two um, other headsets, knowing uh, what it takes to take a game from Vive or Oculus to uh, PlayStation VR, where the tracking is done differently and the technology is not the same. Well, we quite frankly, we see this in normal gaming. Mm-hmm. Xbox works this way and PlayStation works this way. Arkham Knight did not work on PC yeah, at all. And then you had, back in the day... Skyrim on PS3 was shattered beyond belief, unplayable for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see this with normal coding for consoles. So with the complexity that goes into VR gaming... And the, the differences does, that seem a lot greater. Exactly. The bigger canyons between those, it's not surprising. So something like this is really uh, fortuitous and, and really encouraging. Necessary. And necessary, Right. Um, is it like a just a non-profit organization? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it's a it's a more of a collaborative you know collaborative effort. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but uh, I'm sure it's it's a big partnership for it. I think every, no one has the benefit right now of um, electing exclusives unless they're the market leader, and apparently. According to some other articles I've seen, which I'm not going to go into detail in sight, but Sony is like owning the market right now at like 30% of the, the VR market. And having only been there, you know, for two months, it's pretty good. That's what that um, price point will do for you, bud. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then, you know, there's um, the like Gear VR and, you know, Google's got a mainstay in it too because yeah. they, they have the Daydream headsets with their new phones and all, you know, they started with the cardboard stuff so and moved a little forward into something a little more complex yeah yeah so um it's interesting but it's good to see uh you'd like to see the same way we see uh games that excel on one platform move yeah. to another you'd like to see i mean uh, the severed came out on vita this year and then it eventually came to ios and i'm sure the ios version is making a lot more money and it's way cheaper on ios it's like half sure. half the price but that's a bigger platform than the Vita, which is like barely supported by Sony. So it, it will be good to see. And you run see. into that because you do have a loyal niche market like someone like myself who would... Not that it's a... I would never consider playing on iOS. I played on Vita. I bought it the day it came out. I played it through, beat it. And I was like, perfect. This mm-hmm. is built for this system. Um, and something like that. There are a lot of fingers and a lot of different, in the same pie, I should say, the pie being VR, but a lot of different fingers coming from a lot of different angles. And so you are seeing people trying to, you know, take bites of that, of that same, of that same, um, market. Mm -hmm. And you want to see some sort of unionization, some sort of kind of, uh, uh, combination of, of what they can do because you want to get the same experiences across. You don't want someone on Vive coming out and, and coming and coming forward and saying, "Hey, I, I can't play this," mm-hmm. or someone on PSVR, PSVR saying, "This tracking doesn't work. What is wrong?" And then you come to find out it's because it's different mm-hmm. and you didn't program it quite right. There's one 
number that missed on the spreadsheet or whatever. And sometimes that's all it takes because this is difficult stuff, obviously. I'm not being in the programming aspect, but I've known people that have programmed for even simpler things. And sometimes it's one number's off, one shader's off, one column's off, and everything gets a little messed up. And it extends beyond games, too, because of all the multimedia, you know, things you can do with virtual reality. Sure. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a good uh, road to be on when you're talking about, like, new tech uh, to where you have a bunch of big-name companies involved in this stuff, and they're all willing to make this concerted concerted effort to be like, hey, hey, let's make VR a thing instead of, like, trying yeah. to each just make ours the best. Let's at least have, yeah. like, a bottom floor to where people aren't, like, people aren't disgusted by this stuff because it can make you sick in, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that way so there's not, like, a bunch of trash out there. Inve- you know, get people invested in the product itself, the technology. Mm-hmm. Make it something that's interesting and innovative and attractive. And establish and then, a bare minimum of what's acceptable. And then from there, yeah. start to compete. It's the same thing. A lot of this is a very parallel to what happened when smartphones came on the market. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the iPhone was the first to really kind of make it mainstream, to mainstream that product. And then Android came on the market. And it's one of those things that I appreciated by Apple. They didn't immediately rip them to shreds. And say, mm-hmm. this isn't viable. Because they wanted their product to be viable. Smartphones are the wave of the future. And by God, we 99% of us have one that are probably listening to this or recording this. Yeah. Um, and it's a division between Apple and Android now. But they allowed the product to become self-sufficient before creating a brand for themselves. Yeah, and, and they I both think, learned a lot from each other, too. Exactly. And I think that's important for the VR market. You want to make sure VR has a market before you start trying to dominate it. Because if you choke out people that are interested in VR, period, you're selling yourself short on people that might be interested in the future. Because mm-hmm. once you establish VR as a viable form of entertainment, then they're going to make those decisions on what they have. Maybe you have a strong, powerful gaming PC, and you're going to look at the Vive and say, well, my PC is strong. Why wouldn't I get this? Okay, that works for you. Or someone that already owns a PS4 and says, well, this is way cheaper compared to these other things. I don't want to buy a $1,200 PC and then have to buy a $700 unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, PSVR is for you. But you know you want to try it because we've kind of combined our efforts and shown that this is something that's interesting and innovative and is going to be here for a while. And they've done a pretty good job of that so far in showing that this is something that has legs and is able to, is going to be able to walk. And it's something that is a person that we've talked about this a little bit with people's, both people's criticisms of the show and just in general, kind of a weird thing where you own the VR and I don't. And I wasn't wholeheartedly interested, but like it's something that's proven itself to me time and time again as we go forward. That it is something that many companies are taking seriously and that the developers of the technology are taking seriously themselves. Yeah, And, and I and think that's important with what we're talking about with kind of this kind of type of association. And it's not so clear-cut. I mean, the, the everything is not so clear-cut to where I couldn't even go out and recommend, like, hey, if you have a PS4, you have to, to buy PlayStation VR. It's, a, it's much more nuanced. Like, are you willing to wait for the technology? Sure. And you're willing to wait for the experiences that are going to matter to you because right now, they, I actually think the PlayStation VR library is great considering 
how long it's been yeah. there and the, the variety of stuff you have to choose from. But even I'm at the point where it's like, I am waiting on Resident Evil 7 because right now there are like one or two things that I am, I, I would like to check out. I think some of the games are a little bit more pricey than I want. I, I like that twenty to thirty dollars sweet spot. That's the thing. Um, Once you start reaching into thirty to forty dollars a pop, that's a lot for. A but it, but at the same time, that Resident Evil Seven, I have n- no question. Like if it's if it's like the demo, then I'll, sixty. Go ahead. It's even if gotta, even if you told me that was only eight to ten hours, yeah. for that kind of then that's what I'm talking about. I'm willing to look at that as something that's like, hey, I'll give you eight hours of this intense, really engrossing, fully developed VR. It's going to be $60, but I'll give it to you. Like, But that quality, we played what? That demo was about 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, probably like 15, 15 to 20, maybe. You could spend a little extra time, yeah. I mean, you give me, even at that point, six to eight hours. Yeah. Absolutely. And like that that was what I would have paid you, I would have paid you fifteen to twenty dollars for what I played. Yeah. And so if you're gonna give me a, a, a eight to ten to twelve six to twelve hours somewhere in there, that is uh, that is superb. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is like this variance that's not only a time thing, because that gets overblown sometimes, yeah. but a quality thing for your time spent. And that was a twenty minutes that I it went by, flashed by. Mm-hmm. It also terrified me to the point of needing adult diapers sometimes. Uh, That's but, necessary. I mean, you know, so does talking to my yeah, grandpa. Yeah, and, and so, so. That, that is, like, the other thing. is like, like maybe Resident Evil 7 is the killer app, and then you have someone who wants to buy it, and it's like they don't play horror games. So, like, sure, <laughs> it's still a waiting I've game. actually seen a lot of comments on this, like, I really wish like, and people that play the demo are like, I couldn't play it by myself. Or my friend left and I stopped playing, I couldn't do it. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I put down Outlast, and I was like, it, it bothered me so much that I couldn't fight back against the the guys who were coming at. That That's I, insane. I didn't play that game, so I, I just I understand I, it one hundred. With my friend, I've been playing Amnesia uh-huh. on PS4. I can play in half hour to hour spurts. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got to put it down. <laughs> it's I can't. The, there's so much sensory overload, and that's with. Looking at a TV, being in the room, talking to someone face to face. These VR experiences, if you're looking at something like that, I think it's the reason we liked There We Lie. So here they much. lie. Here they lie, excuse me. Um, but it's the same kind of thing. It's a really engrossing sensory experience. And it's way more intense when you're totally isolated. Like, you're in a room with somebody, like, when, when you come over, like, sometimes I'll talk to you, but if you have the headphones on... And you don't even hear me. I don't hear you, right? <laughs> and so, like, or you, you know, there's something. Yeah, exactly. And you're, or you're so focused that it's just you, you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. And that, so that's what I'm looking at. And that's kind of what we both experienced with uh, Resident Evil as well. So that is something. That, like, I'm not afraid to, you know, wouldn't be afraid to pay forty to sixty dollars. But like any game, you got to prove that it's worth that. Right. So that it only makes sense. Totally. Sort of. Uh, sort of broke off on a tangent there, but it was all. Relative to what we were talking about. Uh, a few other things to go over as far as news. Uh, super, hot, bleep, super Hot VR possibly coming to PlayStation VR. Um, super Hot is a game I've heard a little bit about here and there. It's kind of um, very simplistic visually. Sure. Um, almost like 
polygonal stick figures. Yeah, I mentioned guns. to you, it reminded me of the police VR missions that were in the old arcades. Yeah. Like, yeah. in like a movie theater where you're having like polygonal figures come forward towards you and you're trying to fight them back. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that. Yeah, and, um, and the VR mode has been available on Oculus and I believe it is, uh, according to what I've seen, a timed exclusive and they are hinting at... Um, bringing it to other platforms, which obviously you think if it's on Oculus only, that's going to be Steam VR, that's going to be PlayStation VR, that's going to be the other big boys that matter. Um, so that is good news. I, I know that game is relatively short, as with a lot of VR experiences, but I, th- I think it's much more uh, quality over quantity. Or It looks interesting. Yeah. It, lo- it definitely looks quite different. There's a lot of... Um Options to how to dispatch enemies, which makes it pretty interesting. From yeah, what it, I saw. it looks like it would be a lot of fun. To be honest, yeah, so. exactly. I was it, feeling the same way. Because prior to seeing that, you know, that game outside of VR, it's never done anything for me. But when you get into that element where it's like, hey, you're punching guys in the face and they shatter. Yeah, um, that's and, like, and, uh, well, that's kind of cool. Quite frankly, like in my experiences with VR, I don't know if you feel this way, and we can maybe check about this a little bit, not to make it too big of a topic. I actually like using the move controllers better than normal normal controller generally. Yeah, I think it depends on what I'm doing. Sure, um, but the games that I feel like I like because like when I used them for Russia Blood, it felt really good. Yeah, it felt really fun, mm-hmm. and I kind of like it because I think it's the best extension of the VR experience. Because there is a bit of a disconnect when you're in the VR and you're moving your fingers on a controller to mm-hmm. move things up and down, um, as opposed to seeing the reactive motion of your hands while yeah. you're doing things. Um, so I like that. So And this is a game that definitely looks like you use move controllers because you're aiming with the guns and like throwing them. Yeah, I, believe, I would believe so. I mean, mo- I can't 100% say, but it looks like it. Well, I, I don't believe any games require it, but there are certain games that you would not want to play without. Sure. So that that is why I went ahead and got the whole shebang with it because makes sense. And even there, there's going to be times where I'm not going to want to play move control because I'm absolutely tired and like being a lazy. I just want to hold a controller for God's sake and turn. play a game. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but that is exciting. I would yeah, like to. it looks cool, and if it's something that I can, you know, have one of those sweet '90s action movie moments of splitting the guns in two different directions and firing, mm-hmm. that's neat. Yeah, there's some sweet satisfaction in that. Uh, in other news, uh, there's a bit of excitement that is kicked up over a game that was recently released called recent release. Recently Stumbling, released. Stumbling over my words a little bit. Um, Werewolves Within. I've had a couple beers, uh, but <laughs> Werewolves Within, uh, a thirty dollar party game now available on PlayStation Store. You can um, basically you gather in a group that's sort of like animated around a fireplace. Sure, it's all online, and you are given a role. And the if you are the role of the werewolf, wolf, you're sort of like trying to blend in with everyone yeah. else, convince them that you're not, and deceive everyone. And there is, from what I understand, a timer. It's and everyone's voting, and you're trying to what you call a parlor game. It's almost yeah, it's almost like guess who reimagined. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I suppose it's uh, built. It's worth mentioning. It's built off a popular party game called Mafia, or also just Werewolf. Um, I've never heard of either of those. So neither I, but. But uh, it, people are really excited about it. And it seemed like looking at the preview, we looked at a little preview video and it kind of got into the talking to some of the developers and uh, those guys. 
they're really excited about it, and mm-hmm. they're very passionate about how it plays out, and it looked really interesting. And it's another thing that is just like you'd be hard pressed to recreate that experience outside of VR. Absolutely, so it, is, it is like possible. I mean, you could do it with like people over, uh, like an actual board. Like you want to set up a table, right, and have six people over and try to do it. But VR being like an actual new thing to where it's like you're home alone, but you want to be involved. You want to talk to some people. You don't want to feel alone, and you can do that. Yeah, and you can be super involved and have a fun social time, or maybe not. You know, it's always a crapshoot with whoever you run into online. Um, but it, it. You know, I don't think people who are out to be jerks are the ones who are buying virtual reality headsets. Thirty dollars yeah. in a virtual reality headset <laughs> just to troll other people. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but yeah, it's, it seems like uh, the ideal um, party game for VR, and that's one of the reasons why you know I doesn't necessarily want to uh, get into sports bars because I was like, well, for a little while this is going to be fun. But once I'm done, like playing air hockey against <laughs> oh, strangers, that nut. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that looks cool. People seem to really like that. Hopefully, uh, in the future, uh, I can find a way to get my hands on that. Or maybe try it. Yeah. Um, sample it out. Yeah. But that was a bit of good news. Now, now I'm gonna come at you with a little bit of bad news. Bad news, Brian. Yes. Uh, e Valkyrie had an update. And, you know, I've been wanting to um, get back and give that game another go. That was one of the games I was super excited for uh, prior to getting my headset. And then I got it for, you know, like... A fraction of the normal yeah, cost. a fraction of the normal cost, literally. And, uh, and I still didn't really get into it. And it's the only game that has made me feel like... Somewhat uncomfortable to where I was like, eh, I kind of want to take that set off for a little bit. And today, it was the only game that, like, really thus far has given me, like, anything that I would consider close to motion sickness because I was playing um, just the normal mission and I, I, I think the change of directions and the options to tilt sometimes if you go into overdrive with like doing that stuff um simultaneously it it messes with me and i notice that like my body starts to feel like i'm getting hot and i didn't really feel motion sick or anything while i was in the game Just when i took that headset off and passed it to you though i was like i didn't we were you know grabbing beers and stuff and i, I didn't want to drink beer Right that's, the, that. yeah, that's the worst and feeling. I was like and it and it stayed with me for a little bit yeah. and I wasn't sick so I don't want to no it's not sick but it's uncomfortability it's yeah and well there are people who do get seriously sick sure often. sure but we said never, never, yeah and neither have I and but I was like to the point where I like man if this was any worse that would not it would not be good and it was and who knows good, what like, could have happened if you played 10 more minutes right so I, I would suggest if you start to feel uncomfortable I'm sure by now anyone listening this probably knows off. it yeah to go ahead and throw in a break but no I, reason to put yourself against it I on the other hand did not feel any sort of weirdness or motion sickness mm-hmm. I felt apathy in that okay I get it played the training and you asked me like hey there's more if you want to do it and my response was what else we got? I want to get to that Star Wars. Yeah. So not that it's bad. Once again, but like, 
the being in the cockpit and shooting stuff with lasers and then the bombs and the missiles and the avoiding asteroids. I've been there. Right. There, there are, there's a lot of competition in VR for that type of game. And it's done better in certain games. Yeah. Like which, the Battlefront. Which we'll get right into now. Yeah, the, uh, Let's transition into that. I guess it's technically the Rogue One X-Wing mission, which is... I, I You know, when you listen to some of the banter and stuff going on, it does seem... When like you actually it, listen to the story, it actually makes sense of what it is. It yeah. plays into the movie, actually, right. which is really cool. Yeah, and um, that's kind of weird because, I, you know, I play Battlefront a lot, and... Uh, that game has stuck to the original trilogy, and then, like, now because it's timed with the movie, there's DLC that's related to the new movie. Sure. But, and it's the only thing that's not Every original trilogy. Everything's marketing when you break it down. Yeah. In one way or the other. But, um, alongside the new DLC and maps and modes for Vanilla Battlefront, um, there's that VR experience, which is apparently, it is a separate download, and it's free to whoever owns the game. So, you know, it's just an add-on. It's not a standalone thing like Call of Duty, um, which I guess doesn't really matter to me. You can buy that game for super cheap now. Um, I, mean, I saw there it for was a $15 sale. new. There was a sale last week you get it for $7. Yeah, so it, that is... If you haven't got it at this point, like, you probably don't want it, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy to come by. Um, but This was, man alive, worth it. This was... I this was really good. Yeah, so let's get right into the VR mission, which is of course you are piloting an X-wing. Sort of starts out, Woo! and you are uh, basically allowed to just take a walk around it. There's a little droid hanging out on the bottom of the X-wing, and you kind of warp to different points and and look at it. And I didn't hop do right any in. of that because I was afraid to look at it. But it is just kind of an angular view of the X-wing you're going to be flying. Actually, I lied. It starts off and there's an AT AT walking and, oh, and I yeah, wanted to I, pee my pants. I had to take a moment to just enjoy that. And I've, it's funny because I was sitting there and like that press X to continue sat there probably for a good minute before mm. I went forward. I wanted to stand under an AT AT for a minute. Yeah. I wanted to see what that looked like That's because cool. I think most Star Wars kids growing up that was the first thing they wanted to do. Oh, what's that like? Well, how big is that? Mm-hmm. It's that big. Awesome. Yeah. And that's what it did. And, uh, yeah, then you get in get in the X-Wing, wing, and then you um, sort of get get the base of what, what's going on, jump into higher space. I'm not going to walk through a 20-minute mission, but, no. um, yeah, there, there's some, some dogfighting against TIE Fighters. Star Destroyer shows up, and you're on sort of like a rescue mission. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I really loved it. I liked it a lot. I, I mean, think among the experiences I've had in VR, it's in the top three. Um, yeah, and for like a 20-minute thing that was a completely free additive to a game, and it, I, th- I, like, I thought, okay, I would gladly pay more for like an sure. entire game that was just... Exactly. I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that you're really... I think most people playing VR are really going to like, but I think the people that are really going to get their kick out of are the, are the Star Wars fans mm-hmm. because you're in the like the honestly probably the biggest joy for me while playing this was a couple things was looking around the cockpit and being able to click all the buttons mm-hmm. being able to press it you press the button and it does something this does this does that you know makes a little noise clicks on clicks off makes a beep 
being able to turn 180 degrees behind me and look, and there's an R2 unit sitting yeah. in the cockpit, and I can look at it. And then looking out like to the side window as the wings separate into their X and get ready for like fighting formation. Mm-hmm. It's all like, like I said, you will have fun with this. This is a well done, well... The controls are tight, the game is fun, the objectives are clear for anyone. But if you're a Star Wars fan, it's something special. Yeah, absolutely. Really special. And it is uh, made um, in tandem, I believe, Criterion used to make the Burnout games and DICE, um, who obviously are in charge of Battlefield and Battlefront. Um, So uh, what it tells me is going forward... Um, Battlefront is going to be an active franchise for EA, and one will be coming out in 2017, so sure. it presents an opportunity, um, given the feedback of this game, and really given the state of what VR looks like next year, you're going to have the Scorpio coming out. Um, could they launch another game alongside, or do they bring something to the next Battlefront, which is already confirmed next year, um, that is you know, another additive VR experience? Because it seems like not only would it be well worth it, um, but the flying and everything rivaled. Yeah, you know, I, I I liked it more than I liked Eve. You know, and so it's by far for it, me. It felt good. The setting is exactly what you want. The banter, VR. the banter's fun, um, and even like it gives little little points points of diversion. There's a point where you're supposed to kind of speed through a colliding asteroid, and mm-hmm. I didn't hit the control right. So I waited, slowed down, went around the side, and they make a little conversation point about, like, is something wrong with your engines? What happened there? And it's like, no, I'm fine. I got around, right? Like, it's cool. And then you do that. Um, but it is, it's intensely good. It's mm-hmm. the, the space feels good. The combat feels good. And this is the first opportunity you have to do something like fly foot and field right above a star destroyer mm-hmm. and see it at that and get the absolute sense of that size and the monument of that. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, and if you are not a current um, player of Battlefront, if you don't own the game yet, I would have. Well, first of all, I just like the game, so I'm gonna buy that game uh, either way. But if you're if you're looking at it strictly from a VR angle, not a shooter fan. Um, recognize that this is it took 17 minutes for me it took 18 minutes for you yeah um, there's a little bit of replay value because they offer a little bit of challenge sure. um, for like no death or whatever no I can yeah. play through that a couple times I can play it again sure but um, so if you can find the game but it is what it is you know 18 20 bucks the VR experience itself is worth 10 15 I'd say so then whatever you do with the game itself you're gonna get a good deal out of it yeah, it uh, it all depends on you know who and what. I don't I don't know what something is worth to some people, but I I think it's obviously um, one of the things you should you should make a point of playing if you have PlayStation VR. Absolutely, like I said, like I put it in my top three VR experiences so far. It's, yeah. it's really really fun. So that was a uh, cool. I guess we we've graded everything. So I'm going to give that an A, flat A. Um, yeah, A. Okay. I have no need to give it an A minus and A pluses are bull hockey. I don't know what that means. Well, um, I didn't want to say bull... Sh- shizzle. Um, bull shiny. And the... Uh, bull the Christmas. Bit, cause <laughs> bull New Year's. All right. Come on. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, a little bit of... Um, 
don't know if it's unfortunate news, but it is uh, something that I was not super optimistic after seeing. Um, it sort of got the roundabout language that Gran Turismo Sport was not, you know, a full VR game. Yeah. And, and that was a while ago, and now we're here. Now it seems the same for Ace, Ace Combat, Combat 7. Yeah. Um, which. Uh, I'm I'm of two minds with thinking that, that like in at one stance that's good because I don't want you to just make this a thing that is like and we tacked VR onto it look at look at how you can do that like I want it to be a and custom or, tailored thing and or don't lie to me about it don't right. say like it's great it's a full VR experience say tell me tell mm-hmm. me up front that like well Ace Combat Seven is going to be a full game and then we're going to have some VR. Yeah, a v- we're gonna have a VR experience attached. Mm-hmm. Don't and that and that's important. It's it, you know it's appreciated. I don't want to go into this buying Ace Combat for sixty dollars and then I get twenty minutes of VR and then say what what was that? And I don't think it's to the extent that these little like like the Star Wars and the Call of sure, Duty add on. Exactly. Is. I think these are more. Um, form of support, but this is now a new gray area that you're seeing with games where it's like Resident Evil very clearly, hey, full title, start to finish, you can do it in VR. Every second available yeah. in VR. That, that's great, and I don't know if that game will support multiplayer, and I don't know if that multiplayer will goes. do VR. Uh, I have no clue about any of that stuff, but I know that that full campaign experience that I'm looking forward to is there, and uh, I guess I, I just wish... Um, it was a little bit less deception, or maybe not deception that's intentional, um, but clarity uh, for titles that are in development and titles that, you know, really people are looking forward to. You're looking at some of the bigger licenses uh, for games that are taking on VR. Gran Turismo is a huge title, and that was a bit of a bummer, but not, like, totally, because I still don't know the whole story behind what's there. You know, because if there's, like... You know, if there's a, a good variety of stuff to play versus like the 20 minutes we got from Battlefront, like Battlefront was free. This is a game that people want to buy for sure. VR. Yeah. So it's, it, it, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, these games support VR heavily. I'd imagine they would, given the amount of attention that they have put towards it. Absolutely. But, and something to watch for um, moving forward with these games because it, this is all. Uh, uncharted waters. These are all like. And there's like, a baseline appreciation for letting me know that, like, hey man, like this isn't going to be the hundred percent that maybe we originally thought it might be. Mm-hmm. And so that's disappointing, but I'd rather know up front. Yeah. So that if I do buy, you know, Gran Turismo, or if I do look into buying um, Ace Combat. I'm not completely disappointed by those experiences. If it is a secondary experience for you, even if it's bigger than the 15, 20, you go, hey, here's a a full VR racing circuit in Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole game, but it's a VR racing circuit. It's like, well, it took me two or three hours, so on top of a normal game, that's okay. Thank you for letting me know it wasn't the whole thing. That's basically my thing. I'm at a point where a lot of these games, I just, you know, if, if you're telling me truthfully what it's going to be, there's no shame in that. Yeah. And that's something I appreciate. Yeah. So, that, that, that's a little bit of uh, what we got for of this week. The only other thing I have on the docket, um, 
I did mention I bought uh, a few games it. today. One of them is Final Fantasy XV, and yes. uh, I have not even popped it out of the plastic seal. Don't do it. Just go to the go to the diner. Get the food. So, have you seen the post about the food, Brian? No, I have not. But oh, really? Not it's totally. A, it's a big thing, like how realistic the food work looks, and now there's like entire pages dedicated to recipes for what the food would be. Excellent. I'm a big food guy, so we I love enjoy food that. a lot, and it makes sense. Be prepared to fish. Excellent. I watched I will. my brother fish for two hours yesterday. Okay, maybe that's a little bit much. It's much, you would think. I watched it and saw it happen. <laughs> Anywho's it's. So, uh, I will be playing that, and we will get into the VR portion of that probably next week. I'm going to try to play cool. as much of everything as I can. We're getting to the end of the year, Brian. For our Game of the Year podcast. Game of the Year. Which we were doing uh, the day after we see the new Star Wars. Are we, do you want to do a VR Game of the Year? Yeah, that is, that's probably going to be our about. next episode. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm in with you on that because I've played pretty much almost everything you've played, right? I think so. Yeah. I think there's only like one or two things or maybe like a demo or two, but we'll, we'll spend some time and make sure we can play as much as we we'll can. We'll hammer out the details. I'll, I'll try to probably... Get everything set up. Yeah. Get, get, get some... I'm excited about that. I'm excited to look at... Even if we only narrow it down to like a top five, we could probably do a top ten, but whatever we want to do, I... We've had a, there's been a lot of great VR experiences this year. Yeah. It's extremely exciting. The one thing I will say is someone that was like slightly skeptical about this technology and this and the support that it was going to be shown, it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been less than six months, and I've already had 10 to 12 experiences, whether they be demos or full games, that I've thought were really, really great. Mm-hmm. And really there's a lot premiering, of stuff we've really amazing. barely touched. Stuff we haven't played, period, that mm-hmm. people really liked. So I understand that. But yeah. it's been really, really encouraging. So I'm looking forward to see how it progresses as the year moves on and how 2017 uh, rolls out. Yeah. And our one bit of a feedback today, or this week, came from Twitter. It is our friend... I can't talk at all. Heavy Metal Demon. He said, very excited about Resident Evil 7. We agree with that. Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Battle from VR, we also have, yes. and I'm getting a little bit better at it. You guys, hashtag you guys rock at the end. Thank you. And uh, yeah, gave you him, rock, buddy. Gave him thanks. He's got. I tell you what, he's got the Final Fantasy 15 guy with the VR helmet on. I think um, I believe that's Prompto. prompto. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll let you know that's how sad. The, the Prompto bit works out. Yeah. Such a weird name. Prompto. Lead guy's name is Noctis. Yes. Oh boy. And that next week I'll be a little bit more dipped into that. Yeah. Chestnut bucket. It's a whole bucket of chestnuts. <laughs> They're roasting on an open fire. So until then, grab yourself by the chestnuts. Grab your and tell tell Grandma chestnuts. a story worth hearing. He picks the best chestnuts. Take some of that little uh, pesto out and uh, put it on the pasta. Cover up your noodle and have a good week.